I'm Jeremy Green. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we are still impregnated by aliens. Gary, your alien bump. It's looking nice, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thanks. I'm due. Are you, do you moisturize that alien bump? Is that what's happening? You got a, uh-huh. little, you got a little aloe or coconut? Is that what ladies put on their on their baby bump? I don't actually, I don't know. I've never, I, know, never I know. been around anybody that's pregnant. So I, I have, but not down to the the level of like inquiring as to their like liquid routine. Okay. You know, I just, I don't, uh, and in a general sense, I'm going to say that I don't know a whole lot about applying ointments and stuff to, to the body. I just don't, don't really do that. I have, I have an oily constitution naturally. Okay. You know, not not happy with it, but it's true. So I don't need to add aloe vera and moisturizer to me. It, my body doesn't react well to it. So I learned so. I learned a, uh, a a a skin cream fact um, recently that I'm very embarrassed okay. about. Um, I've been lucky enough throughout it's my entire another, life. Another segment of our skin cream. <laughs> yeah, everyone comes to the X Men podcast to talk about skin cream. Yeah, um, the two oldest men on the duck feed talk about their skincare <laughs> routines. <laughs> Um, I've always been pretty lucky that I had like really clear skin. I mean, I had acne as a kid, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I've never had to do that thing that a lot of people do, which is like go through a lot of different products or stuff to f- figure out how to fix your skin or anything. Like I've always been super, super lucky. Um, so recently, uh, I like had this weird, like skin flaking thing happening on my like forehead area, like between my eyebrows. Mm. And, um, and I was, and it was just one of those things that I would like rub my hand against and be like, well, that's weird. What is the fuck is this? And, um, it's been, it went on for like weeks, I think. Um, but I would always just like clean it off or whatever. And then finally autumn saw it and she's like, what's that? And I'm like, Oh, this has been happening for a little while. Like I, I exfoliate and then it just seems to go away. And she's like, yeah, but you're doing lotion after that. Right. And I was like, Oh, absolutely not. I'm not, I'm doing no lotion whatsoever. And she's like, yeah, if you just, <laughs> if you just exfoliate, all you're doing is scraping your skin off and making it irritable. You got to do something after that. And I'm like, Oh, I just thought the exfoliation was what I was going to do. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so I had to, yeah. The most basic well, shit in the world. I've literally never, I had to learn in, you know, at 40. So well, of course you did. No, nobody teaches us that shit. Mm-mm. Like to be fair, right? Like how, how would you find out? Yeah. You know, there's every once in a while, like, you know, me and Cole will talk about our lack of skincare routines or something. And somebody will tweet and be like, got to get those duck feed boys on, on this, you know, kind of tip. And I'm like, how are we supposed to know that? <laughs> it's not just intuitive knowledge. You know, I wasn't born knowing what kind of oils and unguents to like apply to my skin. Exactly. I know that they sell them in stores but i was just like yeah i don't need that i know everybody you know i graduated I high school with is selling them to everybody i graduated high school with so yeah but it feels like a scam. somebody wants it yeah it feels like a, an avon scam and like i just i don't know they don't tell you anything about what they do and there's all kinds of like weird snake oily claims oh yeah absolutely you know like what does rejuvenate mean in this context like that doesn't feel sciencey yeah feel medical. i know what that means when xavier does it i just need to know what that yeah. what it means when it comes out of a bottle i know what the fifth level cleric spell of the same name does <laughs> look i know it takes five mana points i just want to know what it will do to my nose my t-zone okay that's what i'm trying to figure out what happens to my t-zone <laughs> that's a really good point like being married to autumn for so long and autumn is really um she's very methodical about all of that stuff so she's got like Mm -hmm. she's got it lined out and uh we had a friend that started selling um all of those kind of products or whatever and so she gave us a bunch for christmas which 
it seems nice, but it's also like, hey, I'm going to give you these free samples for Christmas. And then like with the idea that you want to buy them from me later. Um, And Autumn was so pissed because she like tried it. She's like, I fucking hate it because it actually works and is good. (laughs) Like I just thought it was going to be an MLM, (laughs) but it actually works, which is how I ended up with exfoliator product in the first place. Like I just wound up with that shit and started using it. Um, But like going like asking autumn like what her routine is and what she does every day and what she does before she goes to bed and all this other stuff like she has got it completely figured out and i'm like how the fuck like never even thought like never even had had an inkling that i needed to do any of this so but it feels very like whenever i hear about that kind of thing it feels very exhausting yeah uh, to me and i understand that's a privilege like i'm not trying to be blind to that you know that aspect of this conversation but it just always feels just like yeah man like so I want to take an Irish spring and run over my entire body and then go to sleep. You yeah, know? there were, there were, that be a spring dinger. There were years I didn't take my contacts out before I went to sleep because I was too lazy. And, and you want me to exfoliate <laughs> like, my dude? No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it is a whole thing. Um, um, also a whole thing is this double sized issue. Yes. Of the X-Men. Yes. Uh, to, to, for people at home that haven't been keeping up. Why? Uh, but also, uh, we are having a space adventure. The the X-Men have been impregnated by broods. They are uh, in space dealing with the fallout from that. Uh, we, we left off with a pretty giant cliffhanger of Storm having attempted suicide by Space Sun. Um, had the crazy turn to get bond- spiritually bonded to a space whale. Uh, so, yes. yeah, probably the best outcome if you try to commit suicide. Uh, not trying to make light yeah. of suicide. I'm just saying, like, if that was the thing that happened, um, that would be, you know, it's yeah, more, so better than the alternative. You get a, you get a contid. Exactly. The, uh, yeah, two of the X-Men have gotten rid of their brood babies through the two most common ways of doing it, which is healing factor and space whale. Yes. Um, and this is our big climax. The next issue is kind of a denouement. Um, this is actually the climax to the brood saga. Um, and I love this cover, which is a big fight scene that includes, uh, the lower right Wolverine kind of threatening a brood that's gnawing gently on his shoulder. <laughs> I love that drawing so much. Like, you're kind of turning me on, bub. <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> just, just like, why you little, like, I just, I, I am way into that brood. Like, what is his end game here? just like it's a pocket um i'm I'm also huge pocket energy i'm also way into cyclops pose as he's blasting uh right now because he's Mm -hmm. just got his like his his elbows pulled back behind his back and his hands open like he's just like ah and i don't i don't know why that like really cracks me up a little bit look look at his leg posture too it looks like he read a hack about like how you could walk and tighten your butt at the same time to like (laughs) exercise at work (laughs) or something. Absolutely. These are his post grief exercise walks that he's doing right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's very good. And the Londra is wearing the uh, triangle shaped helmet that goes, that doesn't push her hair down. Like the thing that you mentioned before, the thing she has in common with Wolverine is they both like to wear helmets that don't affect their hair at all. Yeah. You know, the, the helmet has to be shaped to the hair, not to the head. Which, you know, playing into our whole um, health and beauty theme to this episode, I think it's a good idea. Like, you don't want that pressing down. Like, it, otherwise, after mm-hmm. every single fight with the brood, you'd have to go home and wash and blow dry and style your hair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really unfortunate. Who has the time? <laughs> Unless you get yourself like a military cut like Colossus, you know? instead of watch that i've always like Colossus's hair turns metal too right so he's just got like a solid sheath of like metal pubes down there presumably 
Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I imagine it's exactly the same as his head hair. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, just like a, like a chunk, like just a upside down triangle, like, yep. you know, um, so let's, uh, let's get into it. This is a good, good cover, but there's a lot to cover uh, yes. because it yes. is a double sized uh, issue. <clears throat> yep. We're going to um, start out on the schizoid planet. Um, schizoid. Uh, Thank you. What did I say? You said schizoid. Well, I mean, what's what's the difference? difference? (laughs) Yeah. L and K. Okay. Like one is like a drug dealer and one is a brood. Okay, that's fine. I can I can I can handle that. Uh, This is actually Madrazar. Um, This is the planet that they have basically created, or their city that they've created out of a dead space well, where uh, we're getting a little bit of history on the Akanti, uh, which are these super peaceful, peaceful, gentle, giant space creatures that the brood realize like, oh, hey, if we if we enslave this race, uh, not only will it give us like interdimensional, interstellar travel, uh, we can also eat them while they do it for us. So super cool. Pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. The um the uh, the Akanti are very similar uh, in the video game series Starflight. There's a race called the Minstrels. Okay, that are very seem like they're inspired by this. I feel like just big pace, peaceful space whales. God, I feel like the space whales like that are super peaceful and just float around are like a. I feel like it's a trope at this point so, for some reason. I can't name yeah. another time. I'm in, sick a, of it. Goddamn, dude! Can you believe <laughs> I was I watching Grey's Anatomy movie. last week and you will not fucking believe. <laughs> The space whale that showed up. Peaceful space whales there were. I'm just saying, if they were going to bring back George Clooney's character, they should have just hired him and not created a space whale (laughs) with his voice, (laughs) with an AI doing predictive text on his voice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Binary, who uh, formerly Carol Danvers, uh, formerly Captain Marvel, who had her powers stolen by Rogue, has now had her her crazy powers jump-started by the Brood uh, to turn into Binary. She now can pull power from like a a, a star or some shit. And she is just blowing some shit up like it's Thanos' ship in Endgame. Yep, just destroying the hell out of the Brood planet, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is great. You know, very cathartic. Uh, The Brood tried to resist, they tried to shoot her, and she just zaps them. And uh, like yeah. almost immediately on the third page, uh, you can see a completely different approach to this because it's just like a lot of really interesting and cool action shots of her just blowing the mm-hmm. place up and two lines of text. And I'm like, this is fucking mm-hmm. great. Like, please let this happen more often. Yeah. Claremont probably felt this was a, a weakness. He's like, I didn't have enough time to really describe everything that was happening on the panel. I was a little rushed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the. Uh, when this is happening, we find the space whale that the brood are like torturing and eating uh, here. Um, you know, it's, it's there, it's being held up by spikes and it's, it's suffering. Um, and uh, she can't get rid of it. So it wants to be mercy killed. Yes. And they, they share um, some sort of like telepathic bond because she can she can she actually asked that question of like releasing you won't do any good like there's only one way to for you to do this so you can, the only one way for you to become truly free is this what you want and the answer is of course yes um yeah. yeah um so she does it and when she does it a space storm um shows up and runs into her and uh you know again is very like elliptical and cryptic about her fate um binary is like how can you be out in space and she's like i'm not the woman you knew um she again says not all my changes have been pleasant which she keeps hammering this home without really elaborating on it yes um 
And she says basically, hey, the X-Men need your help. Mm hmm. Yeah. And leads her over What's to that? her her spiritually bonded Akanti, which has not been um, enslaved by the by the brood just yet. Where, but it has grown underneath its tongue a spot to park a Shi'ar pleasure cruise pleasure yacht, <laughs> which I think is extremely <laughs> funny for some reason. <laughs> yeah, like it's literally like little struts to mm-hmm. hold it up, um, a little stand. Um, the uh, this is we we find out this you know she says this is my Akanti. We are one and the same being. Um, and this Akanti is like the son of the, uh, the Akanti that binary mercy killed, mm-hmm. you know, um, here's where Carol at Danvers, uh, apologizes for blasting out the, the hall, uh, and storms is like, no problem. No worries. Uh, and you weren't even there, Storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Storm, it's not your sin to, to forgive my friends. <laughs> like you gotta let us handle yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, they all get together. New fashion, you know, Lalandra's in casual wear, and like a lot of people in their costume, but also like Colossus is in casual Colossus mode. Yeah, um, and they reunite. Yep, um, everybody's yeah. on the same team again, um, and they're they're talking about like basically what their next steps are. Like, are we? What are we going to do? Like, are we going to go attack this entire planet? Which is what Wolverine wants to go do, um, and. He thinks that maybe if they kill all of the brood and stop the, they could stop the embryos from happening. Um, but of course, Cyclops is like, wouldn't, I mean, that just seems like terrible strategy just to go to the planet and try to kill everybody. <laughs> that doesn't seem right at all. It's a whole planet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things. And the, uh, you know, Storm says like, this wouldn't accomplish anything. You know, we can't just go there for vengeance. The stakes are higher than that. Um, you know, I offer you a chance to return uh, to our true heritage and ideals where we save lives and we don't destroy them. So she's got a plan. Yep. Uh, and the plan involves a lot of lore about the space whales of the Conti, including something called the prophet singer, uh, which is kind of a cool name, by the way. Like I'm surprised we don't have a, like an indie rapper from 2001, 2002 called prophet singer. <laughs> Cause we definitely <laughs> had the really non-profits. Like that. that was a rap group for a while. The non-profits were a rap group, but like, Prophet Singer just seems like it's there for the taking. Yeah. Uh you know, so she's she's talking about all this lore. Honestly, like I check out a little bit mm-hmm. of this. Um is a little bit boring. Um, you know, and it it's basically like if the Prophet Singer isn't uh totally consumed, um, you know, then their soul cannot be released. So the Prophet Singer is be was being held in the thrones throne city. This is bad. Um, it's trapped in the carcass. Um, so they have to fix this. Uh, the prophet singer gave a premature birth during this, which is the baby that she's mm-hmm. attached to, um, and bonded with her in exchange for restoring her physical health. Yep. Um, I'm kind of with you. Like some of this is like a lot of the cosmic Marvel stuff. I, I end up doing this too. It's just like, Oh, I don't really, I just don't really care that much. Like I never got super into it. Uh, it's weird that the MCU makes me more interested in the stuff than the comics kind of did, but like the MCU wants me to go back and read a bunch of crazy silver surfer stuff. Uh, but then I do that and it's just like a lot of lore about stuff that I know I will never hear about again. <laughs> so I just don't care. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's super hard for me to be like very interested in. Yeah, exactly. Um, basically they're going on a mission to the, the brood world to release the soul. Yep. Uh, there's a great little bit like Wolverine's like, where do we find the soul in the head of the skeleton at the base? Oh, cool. <laughs> it's like answer that question that the philosophers have been arguing about for centuries. 
<laughs> like nailed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very good. Um, and we do get a little um, conflict here because you know Wolverine is you know hey like I, what if this doesn't work like what, what's going to happen and cyclops is like well if you don't think this is going to work like you might as well just fucking kill us now and wolverine like has a moment where he thinks about it and is like oh maybe i should just kill them right now and give them a quick death and uh which is kind of terrifying like wolverine can you just dial down yeah. the ability to murder your friends at the drop of a hat button well, and cyclops calm down i mean we later find out this is cyclops being influenced by the brood yes mm-hmm. inside him but he's immediately very aggro you know, just kill us, kill us all, kill all the X-Men, um, you know, which doesn't sound like him. Uh, Kitty Pride breaks it up mm-hmm. and says like, hey, this sucks. We're a team. We're a family. Um, Wolverine rightfully is like, I'm not arguing. The Cyclops was, uh, was challenging me. And Cyclops says, yeah, your objection is noted and overruled. We're going to use my plan. Um, his objection was like, what if you guys turn into birds yeah. partway through this plan? Um, why don't me and Storm, who are broodless, go on a team and the rest of you go on another team yeah but that is not how they're going to split up um Um, we get a brief little kind of exchange between cyclops and storm about the leadership of the x-men which is super important to claremont at all times we've got to have a a clear leader (laughs) of the team uh and storm just says like hey it's okay that you were kind of stepping in this role like i'm a space well now so maybe maybe (laughs) not the best time for me to i got um, a lot of stuff going on yeah yeah. i've got to develop a whole new skincare routine because of this so if you guys can just go down there and take care (laughs) of things for me to remove all the ambergris from all my products (laughs) it just feels weird now um Um, and they and they they do they head down to the planet um they they divide up and it's it's time to attack mm -hmm. um you know so we split up a team we have a distraction team in the air basically which is storm and binary mm-hmm. um and then the rest of the team is going to beam down and find the soul in the uh space whale there um the uh they're still sniping at each other about this uh especially cyclops which is you know foreshadowing him being a real asshole yeah uh, kitty pride makes a little uh star trek joke about being beamed down um, and they had put the space whale up in the baby space whale up in the, uh, the atmosphere to bait the broods into coming in Yes, to attack. Um, so it's a pretty good plan they've got here. Uh, we switch over to the brood, uh, where the, the, the revered one, the queen is, um, getting updates from like hologram TVs, basically from other brood. Uh, they're using stuff like re- words directly like re- revered one and, you know, bioscan which just makes me hate all of this like this could literally be all of the same art with chitters in it and i would like it more <laughs> who, who, who taught the brood about bioscans who taught the brood about bioscans like why don't they even know those words <laughs> um the uh but basically uh you know they're the hunt master who is the one who's trying to add the slave virus to the prophet singer god oh uh-huh, yeah you just um, said those words is, yeah <laughs> is, is arguing with the queen and the queen is strong arming him like mm-hmm. he's saying hey maybe there's a trap the x-men are down on the, on the bait but she's taking the trap yep um you know we go back down to the surface wolverine's like hey i've been here before there's a crew uh they're not great you know you should be afraid because there's a bunch of miscellaneous aliens down here they wonder about storm and we go to storm and binary up in the uh the sky causing their distraction yeah and this is basically binary. just more chances for binary to uh blow up shit which is apparently what yeah. carol danvers does the best in the in the marvel universe be, be a total badass and outpowering the entire crew like easy mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And she's not afraid to kill. Like she, she, she mm-hmm. destroys the space whales what have been enslaved by and full and filled with brood. So like she's and she kind of says like I was, Carol was trained as a warrior. Like I, you know, I, she's not afraid to kill. Whereas you know, Storm is saying this like oh I I might have a little problem with this. Yeah. Um. So uh, we go back to the surface. Um. The the X Men are fighting the miscellaneous like all the aliens that just kind of you know share this timeshare with the brood. Yeah. You know, this is really uh, good, which are just lots of them. Like, I, yeah, I, I it, it's kind of good fun. Fight. Yeah, it's kind of silly, but like just, you know, tentacle worms and weird tongue things with fingers. And like, it's just all very imaginative and great. Like the art in this remains to be the, like one of the best parts of this to me. It's just so fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Cockrum's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the. Uh, this is. Uh, uh, so Wolverine um, at this point, you know, he's watching Cyclops. Cyclops is like still egging him on you know you want to quit little man you be my guest and wolverine starts questioning he's like what the hell is happening <laughs> you know why is he uh he's being such an asshole you know yeah i'm supposed to be the uh, asshole find of this group <laughs> what is he doing like literally yeah literally says that yeah um, yeah um but it, it uh we're gonna find out soon why that is uh kitty pride gets thrown into a nest with straight up fucking like bird eggs sure um, you know, cause there's just miscellaneous crew here. Um, and she starts walking away, uh, walking on air, which is something I always forget that shadow cat can do, mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool. Um, and just kind of monologuing about being scared. And also like when you're, yeah. when you're in a giant nest full of eggs and you see a bunch of brood skeletons, like that's, you know, I mean, like for, as far as environmental storytelling goes, like if I wound up here in dark souls four, I'd be a little freaked out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, I keep calling this, uh, just so we don't get yelled at. Uh, Paul Smith is the penciler here. Okay. Not Dave Cockrum. Dave Cockrum created a bunch of these characters, but it's kind of Mar- Marvel house style yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't, I'm not, don't feel too bad about it, but I don't want to not give credit. Um, the art in this is really cool. And the way that uh, Paul Smith does action is very cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, but it is that, that Marvel house style so much that when you said it with confidence, I didn't even think to question you on it. I was like, yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's very similar. So <laughs> my bad. Uh, if you sent me a tweet, I would like you to delete it before I see it. Ooh. Um, so that's your job, listener. Uh, the brood uh, ships kind of converge on binary and manage to stun her, um, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, she's, you know, she's the, the, the best prize of all. We're going to use her uh, to be the royal host. You know, we're going to put her before the mother queen and she's going to be the super powered one. And we're thinking of a brood with binary powers. That's really no good. Um, Storm is having a hard time, but then bam, here come the star jammers in their really bizarrely designed ship. Yeah, man. Like I feel like the, especially this era, like between Star Trek and Star Wars, uh, they, they leaned very like stylistically away from that in 180 degrees to a point that like, they just made everything kind of ugly. Like a lot of the spaceships and yeah. in, in the X-Men universe or in Marvel cosmic universes, I've always just read very, very ugly to me. It makes a lot of sense. Also, that like it just, yeah. just yeah, it looks like it looks like a part of a space station that fell off mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a part of a larger hole. Um, the uh, we go back to the surface. Wolverine saying like, "Hey, where's Kitty Pride?" And Cyclops is like, "She knew the risks. It doesn't matter if she's dead. But if you're concerned, go look for her, you dick." Uh, and this is where Wolverine puts it together. Yeah, he's like, "No, no, no, no. You're being an asshole, and you smell different." 
Um, and he tackles Cyclops, pulls off his visor, and Cyclops' eyes have become brood eyes. This is so good. Um, yeah, it looks super cool. Yeah. It's super scary. And then I like, because in the next page, uh, he can like shoot beams out of each eye in different directions, which like is just a, such a cool evolution of Cyclops' powers, I think. Just like being yeah. able to like alternately rotate his eyes to shoot people, I think would be a lot of fun. This would be really difficult because presumably he has to look in two, two different, different directions. directions. Yeah, like that kid in my sixth grade yeah. class who freaked out everybody that he could do that. Yeah, every once in a while you know a kid who can do this. They're double jointed. Yeah, exactly. You know, they've got all kinds of weird, you know, mutations. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great. Uh, and the X-Men are like, hey, this is our fucking leader. They're the brood. Um, you know, this is, they were winning up until this point you're at least holding their own, but like, this is the whole in their plan is that they're going to have people start betraying them. Yeah. Um, and no good before Lalandra and Nightcrawler can really even do anything about this. Cause they're the only two left that are either not brewed or not been knocked out by Cyclops. Uh, the other brood show up with their guns and zap them. So they are, they are down for the count as well. And we get like Cyclops holding Cyclops, holding Colossus by the hair is <laughs> because it ripped up yeah. Colossus, which is very funny to me. Um, the, um, here's where the brood make a, a real silly villain mistake where they're like, should we kill Wolverine? He doesn't have a baby in him. And they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, yes, he doesn't have a baby, but the queen's going to want to see him die. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to eat him and you will be in for your service. You'll be part of the succulent feast. Um, it's like, well, that's going to bite you guys in the ass. Yes. I'm certain. Yeah. And also like, I mean, just at least like put him in, in like a cage or something like, or like bury him in the, mm-hmm. the weird larva that's just running around here everywhere. Like do something besides just carry him into front of, in front of your leader so that he can then yeah. attack her. Um, Kitty is still around though. Uh, she has been, she's being yeah. chased by the brood. She's using her phasing powers to, to, you know, as they're shooting at her to, to so she doesn't get hit. Um, but eventually she just, she just, they just catch up and they're, a, you know, they're about to eat her when surprise, Lockheed. Yeah, Lockheed. Yeah. Uh yeah, Lockheed who I didn't know when Lockheed uh got attached to uh to Kitty Pride. They did a bunch of very fun Lockheed retconning stuff with like Sword when they showed up in the comics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like and and just ch- like I love those issues cuz they just challenge a bunch of uh, assumptions like no this is an alien and it speaks a language. You guys just never learned bothered to learn it. Yeah. Fucking idiots. <laughs> you know why did you just assume this was a little monster man? You know he's clearly smart. Saved you guys a bunch. You know, um, but this is, we don't really get explanation for him. Uh, this is like foreshadowing of Lockheed. They're going to reunite later, apparently, um, because they get separated. Yeah. I feel like, cause I thought he was always introduced during one of the Phoenix things. Like, I feel like the, the, either the trial of Jean Grey when she comes back to life or something, or like, I thought it was that stuff that was, which, when she, mm-hmm. so that must be the re the reuniting of the two characters. So, um, yeah. That, that could be. But I've always been a, a huge fan of Kitty Pride in general. And like, you know, Kitty Pride with the dragon is extremely dope. So. Yeah. Uh, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. So uh, the dragon saves her. Um, the uh, A big explosion happens, uh, you know, creating a uh, hole in the wall. And there's this beautiful light. Um, it burns the brood. But the uh, Kitty Pride, it sounds like beautiful music. And she walks in to the, uh, into the light through the side of the wall. Um, we cut over to our X-Men. They're all captured. Um, a couple of the brood are having a, a brood ski, uh, just enjoying. <laughs> just having a good time, dog. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we beat the X-Men. It's time to have a beer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love them. 
I love the drinking uh, brew. That's, so much. It makes it like I think, and again, it would be better if it was just chitters. But like, it makes me like the brew in a way that I shouldn't like the brew. Of like, oh, I could have a beer with these guys. I'm okay with that. What What if they just chittered and still drank beer? Exactly, that'd be incredible, yeah, dude. Like it just <laughs> imagine like, and then just pulled out a brew, getting like a 12 pack and sitting on a porch and just like trying to learn the chitter language with the brood. Like this giant insect yeah. could be like pointed at yourself and going Jeremy, and it like points its fangs at you and goes. And you're like, I don't know if you're, I don't yeah. know if you're saying that right. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good night, man. That, that sounds like a really fun time, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and like the, by the end of it, you'd have a friend. Yeah, you know, and like you, you, it'd be like an enemy mine. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually you guys would have a shared understanding. It'd be great. And then we can all watch like Alien One and Alien Two together. <laughs> See how that goes over. Yeah, and th- they can just cry, and like you're just like, oh man, this is so badass, and they're just crying. <laughs> That's how you learn the chitter yeah. word for mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like in, in their culture it's highly problematic the alien films yeah um the uh so they're just monologuing mm-hmm. uh here at this point and uh cyclops gets his own self back a little bit for just a second enough to he's resisting his metamorphosis enough to blast a brood which opens up a wolverine to make his move to jump and cyclops blast him Mm-hmm. and it's kind of ambiguous whether he's like he's like oh no i killed wolverine but really he just destroyed his uh his shackles and his shirt and one of his legs <laughs> yep. yep yep uh but this allows wolverine to get free uh where he's able to knock cyclops out and start killing brood and uh and basically is able to free the x-men uh and that's when we see this bright light open up and kitty walk through it um and uh you know but she comes out like talking extremely crazy like you needn't worry about the warrior wolverine the soul judged him as it would all who behold it and they're like uh kitty are you are you okay <laughs> like what do you what have you mm-hmm. where have you been have, you haven't smoked any of this weird vegetation around here right like that's a bad plan this is her uh being a conti pilled mm-hmm. you know um so they, they've reunited um at this point uh they're all all friends again um the uh this the soul thing turned the brood that she was with into crystal uh you know so that's good uh for them uh the brood uh start or like hey wherever you go i'm gonna come with as well um so they go and explore this little crystal palace uh through this thing with the brood queen just hanging out yeah with them like it's kind of weird um the the brood queen goes with them and I don't know why they don't just, you know, again, they're not sure if they should kill the brood queen. Cyclops is half brood, but he's walking around as well. Um, you know, as they go, uh, through this, uh, the, uh, the brood's blood is corrupting this crystal palace. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it corrupts even the holiest of holies, um, making, uh, distracting the X-Men, allowing this brood queen to get uh, the jump on the X-Men. This is such a, the crystal palace. This is such a huge, like, like most of this, like, you know, I can, I can kind of just escape my mind a little bit. Be like, okay, brood planet. Cool. We're doing this. This is such a huge leap beyond any of the, the stuff that's been happening in this arc that I was like, what in the yeah. fuck is happening right now? Like, what is this crystal palace? Like, it's one of those jumps that Claremont takes that I think maybe I was much more open to as a kid. Cause like maybe my brain was just more open back then or something, but I'm looking at this going like, can you, could you have like, give me a clue that this was or like, whatever the fuck? Yeah. Like, cause this, I mean, it's just all of a sudden they're in here and shit and weird shit is happening. Yeah, it's weird and it's pretty trippy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's psychedelic 70s comic energy in the 80s. You know, 
the uh like the brood is pontificating as the uh you know wolverine cuts off uh, the brood stingers which is great um but everyone starts uh you know they, they took this jolt um of this venom before it happened everyone is falling down um and the x-men are starting to turn and the brood's pontificating like saying you know the em- empathic resonance of their metamorphosis already saturates the chamber um cool uh <laughs> as this is happening you know, me like, too dave <laughs> whatever you say man yeah me too <laughs> yeah I'm just me going too, to dave. work man i gotta get out of here come on <laughs> just let me let me get by <laughs> uh wolverine is about to end it you know uh and uh, trying to go kill the other x-men mm-hmm. but binary uh stops him from doing this yeah uh, so cool good good um and carol danvers is basically gonna deus ex machina this whole thing yep um, she pulls him out, uh, lays him on kind of on top of this crystal thing, goes up into space, um, does a bunch of space magic, communicates with the uh, prophet singer's soul, racial soul thing that they talked mm-hmm. about earlier. Uh, they actually did call it a racial soul, which I thought was really weird, but whatever. Um, and now the Akanti are free. Uh, and when she's done, she kind of falls in back into like Carol Danvers form. Uh, and it magically healed everybody. Uh, they're all like mm-hmm. kind of half naked, but they are no longer impregnated with the brood. And the queen mother has been turned into crystal. Um, the, yes. It seems that the brood queen was made as pure as that which she was sworn to destroy. Uh, it's actually kind of a cool little, like I would have taken this crystal with me. Like if this was ba- a Batman comic, this would be in the Batcave, right? Like yeah, 100%. Like the, the X-Men have never been trophy yeah characters but they totally should be absolutely like just like you magneto shows up and you just show him the line of helmets <laughs> that you've collected exactly you know just like fucking awesome baller um they had to get out of there the 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 planet's gonna explode and uh carol's like hey the star drummers will beam us out kitty's like oh no my dragon i haven't even got a chance to say goodbye or thank him so that's going to be you know for the future and the entire world sleaze world is abruptly removed from the celestial stage so all of that going back and forth about whether it's okay to kill uh it is okay to destroy this entire fucking planet yeah so and i can't like cool i can't remember is this is this post like dark phoenix where she destroys the entire planet and the gr come back or is this pre that do you know i don't i don't remember when uh what what issues that was okay. like i've read that but i only read it in trade so it, it was out of context mm-hmm um yeah that's a good question you know because this seems like it kind of has a weird punctuation point to all of their uh you know whinging about whether it's okay to take a life it was totally like, yes they totally turned the blue queen into crystal it's x-men 129 to 138 okay <laughs> you know so yeah this is where they've uh they really loosened up on that you know yeah uh that kind of thing so we're back on the star drammer ship where everyone's recovering and goofing around yep um our 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 robot physician guy is you know berating wolverine for not resting and i'm like the dude has a healing factor it's obviously not as good as it as as it will get but because he's like they have bandages on him and everything but kitty pride is like hey sometimes i have to do things i don't want to do wolverine you need to lay down um (laughs) it's it's like leave me the fuck alone i'm a million years old um the uh cyclops is is angsting about this you know destroying uh, a planet and his dad is like you know it should feel bad to do this you know uh you're balancing the lives that are sacrificed with the ones that would have been saved 
and you also saved all the Akanti. Okay, but when you read when um, you read that quote, I think it, it, you're 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 loosening out on some of the important vocabulary because he says you balanced yeah. the lives sacrificed when Slee's world died. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm just saying, Sleaze World carries a lot of weight in that sentence. You know, <laughs> what if the name of this issue is like death dot 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 of a Sleaze World. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, his uh, his skunk girlfriend comes in, uh, Hepzibah, and uh, she's presenting uh, Storm showing up. Which this is a really great like. I want this panel to become a meme. Like when Storm enters the chat. Or whatever, her just like striding in, going hello, hello. <laughs> uh, is very funny to me. Um, everyone's really happy she's alive and seemingly normal. Yep, we have more one more issue in this arc because Wolverine has a surprise um, that when the queen died, she was boasting that there was another royal embryo, one that directly threatened the Earth itself, and that can only mean one thing: there's an embryo inside Charles Xavier. Um, so yes. we're gonna be we're gonna be concluding that in the next issue. Uh, Honestly, Gary, like as as kind of dumb as some of this stuff is, it's so much fun. Like I I have a it's, I had again, a really good yeah, time reading this. Fun. Yeah, I, I have no idea when the brood got to Charles Xavier. Like I'm sure there's an answer to that, mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of an interesting thing about the way these uh, stories used to be told. Because you know, a I feel like a modern story that was paced for more arcs would have that laid out. Here, this might have happened like four issues before the arc even began like that was claremont's thing was planting these little seeds and then pay off way later um so it ends up being like as far as we know xavier hasn't really met the brood you know but he's but he's but, wait a minute gary i'm sorry to get crude on me busy in a bird what if bathroom, though what if <laughs> alondra not alondra lalandra gave him the brood via mm-hmm. std like he thought it was just herpes Ooh, but it turns crabs. out to be <laughs> brood preg broodies mm. yeah he, he got uh hpb um the... oh no <laughs> no 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 i'm just it's just a lip thing it's just a lip thing it's just brood c it's all good don't worry about it <laughs> Broodinitis c yeah no no it's actually very common yeah, everybody you, has you it. probably already have it i swear <laughs> you just take it you take a pill it's all good there's a cream for it yeah. <laughs> bring it back to the skincare yeah. episode there's a cream for the brood egg yeah, part, part of me <laughs> part of my moisturizing routine um yeah we're gonna we're gonna deal with the fallout of that next issue which is apparently the first time the x-men met the new mutants which is which is pretty wild yeah um this this coda issue uh involves some like fun fighting but ends up feeling like to me like it doesn't fulfill the promises like this cover is very famous mm-hmm. you know cyclops walking holding the the corpse of somebody is a very famous cover um this was kind of a thing back here as well like to do these covers that would tease at shit that doesn't really happen yeah yeah in the issue um this was the i forgot this was part of the saga this was the issue i had read before because uh my friend derek when i used to have sleepovers at his house when we were young had a chest that just had some miscellaneous comics in it you know uh just random and this was one of the x-men he had oh so i remember reading this as a kid um which i had no idea what the fuck was going on but it didn't matter because i was a kid I distinctly remember buying the comic um, where I think it's like a white background and Wolverine and Storm are like just just wrapped up in each other with hardcore makeout city and like being like, how in the fuck is this going to happen? And like, oh, it don't. <laughs> cool. OK. <Yeah. laughs> gotcha. My bad. <laughs> you sure tricked me. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because the, the um, I'm sure there are people who have written essays about this shit, but the. um 
the way that the the kind of semiotics of covers have changed where like showing what happened in the issue, teasing the things that didn't happen in the issue. And then we had this long period of like Marvel winder reuse art. So in the early two thousands, which was like when I read the most comics, um, every cover had to be anonymous. Like it had to be a pinup because they wanted to be able to reuse the art. Mm. And that's why you end up with like a run of like 30 issues of uncanny X-Men where you know, there's just beast in a cool pose on the cover as opposed to anything that happens. And it feels like we're moving away from that now, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Cause that shit was a bummer. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. This remains good. No. Um, if you want to support yeah. your good boys, patreon.com slash tech PTV place to do it. Uh, exclusive podcast, cool communities to join uh, podcast early all kinds of good stuff. The, the knowledge that you're just supporting some some good people, making some good content. Um, and yeah, you can leave ratings and reviews on basically any service. Tell your friends about it. Write a letter to us. Um, I can just DM me and I'll give you Gary's personal address. That's no problem for me to do. I have, I have it on hand at all times. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, do all of that stuff uh, and then come back to finish the Brood Saga with us next week. 